Hello and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast for November 1st, 2023. The proposed Lava Ridge Wind Project in remote Jerome County would add hundreds of wind turbines to public land as part of President Biden's Clean Energy Initiative. If it goes forward, the site would generate power from wind turbines hundreds of feet tall with that power going to California and Nevada. But the proposal faces fierce opposition from Magic Valley residents, county commissioners, and the Idaho legislature, with concerns ranging from land conservation to preserving the integrity and solemnity of the Minidoka Internment Camp National Historical Site. Senator Jim Risch joined me this week to discuss those concerns and his efforts to stop the project. Senator, thank you so much for joining us today. I, you know, I think for people who aren't familiar with Magic Valley, it's easy to dismiss this area as isolated desert or these concerns as nimbyism, right? Not in my backyard. It's a little bit more complex than that. What are you hearing from your constituents? Well, uh, they are unanimously opposed to it. The only the handful that uh, we've been able to identify that are in favor of people that have a financial interest in this bill. But uh, I, you know, Magic Valley is a, a vibrant community, and it's uh, uh, you see isolated. I mean, it's it's a, a ways away from uh, the, the Treasure Valley, certainly. But uh, it, it's it is uh, much like the Treasure Valley, only smaller. It's a, a large agricultural presence there. Good people, people that like outdoors uh, kind of things. Uh, and uh, look, they're Idahoans, and uh, I really don't think of them as any different than, than the Treasure Valley people. I can tell you, they are unanimously opposed to this. You know, we, we get a lot of uh, calls and emails and letters and all that sort of thing. And we, we track them very closely. And very seldom do you see an issue like this that uh, as the community uh, pulled together uh, unanimously like this. I mean, you know, we're talking about, obviously, we deal with the issues on guns and on abortion and on Middle East and, and uh, Ukraine and everything else. And there's there's uh, robust discussion on on each side of those issues. Sometimes they lean more one way than the other. Sometimes they're evenly split. Uh, th- this one is unique in that uh, it, it is it is unanimous. And the concerns are multifaceted too, right? You have concerns over birds of prey and migration routes. You have concerns over the work and housing shortage um, that would affect the build-out of this project. Also, you have the Minidoka National Historical Site and the integrity of the preserving the the site where Japanese Americans were interned in World War II. I think all of those, to me, uh, what I hear when I talk with people about this is, uh, you know, we in Idaho love our public lands, our open spaces, and a lot of people have seen online or other places the artist's rendition or the AI uh, creation of it, of what this land would look like with these with these towers on it. And, and I mean, when you see that, it, it's shocking. Taller it's than probably, the Space Needle. Taller than the Space taller Needle. Taller than the Space Needle. Well, it, it, it isn't that so much is what it does to the public land, the, the viewship, the this is not what we want for our public lands. And uh, so I think that as much as anything is, is what drives this. People just look at that and say, you know, th- this is this is not what we want. And then, of course, you can bring all the other factors into it, uh, the way we generate electricity and all that sort of thing. And, and you can generate a lot of electricity on 
very small, actually postage stamp sized piece of land compared to this. Uh, if you put a nuclear, uh, small nuclear package, which is what the world is going to and gonna go to for the next decades and the, and the rest of this century, I mean, you're talking about less than an acre versus 146,000 acres. So um, th there's alternatives that are uh, that that are there that, uh, that could make this go away. On top of that, I think people are just uh, irate that you got a New York company coming in here, going to do this to our public lands. <laughs> They're going to sell electricity out of state, and um, it, there, there's just nothing in this for us. It really isn't. Do you get the sense that the Bureau of Land Management is listening to these concerns? You know, it, it's hard to say. Um, the the BLM is made up of a lot of different people. And when it comes to uh, the, the people, um, you can have a legitimate conversation. When it comes to the institution, I don't get a good feeling on this. Uh, that doesn't mean I think we're going to lose necessarily. I think at the end of the day, we're win one way whether it's in court or or some way we're, we're going to win this it's just the thing just doesn't make sense but um i think uh primarily this this push is coming out of deep it's coming from the top down i'm not getting the sense it's coming from the bottom up from the from the local people at the blm uh, uh district in the area i really don't get the feeling i in fact if you want a feeling i get it's that they're a little afraid to talk about it, which means clearly that the push is coming I think that's probably. And that was my next. There's, there's, a, there, there's a lot of ways to skin this cat. And uh, I, as you know, I've introduced Bill to, to take a direct run at it. I will see whether that works or not. But there, there's a lot of ways to go about this. This, this, this uh, uh, has a lot of Achilles heels uh, attached to it. And uh, I think sooner or later, it's going to go away. You touched on this a little bit, but you've said in hearings before that you're not opposed to clean energy. That's not the issue. What are your proposals for clean energy alternatives then? Well, I sit on the energy committee here. And, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm, uh, Idaho being the home of the uh, INL, the birthplace of nuclear energy in the in the country, in the world, in the universe. Uh, it, obviously, uh, nuclear energy is uh, is important. I, I really think that uh, over the next uh, decades, over the next centuries, uh, the world is going to turn more and more to nuclear energy. Most countries are, even though Idaho, uh, the United States was the birthplace and vendor of uh, civilian nuclear energy. Uh, we, we have fallen behind. Our fleet, the highest our fleet ever got was 105 reactors. We're down to, I think, about 95, give or take a couple now, because they've reached the end of their lifespan and are decommissioned. There are some, uh, there's some movement coming online. But I can tell you, I deal with people uh, in Europe, uh, in the Middle East, in Asia. Uh, I deal with people all over the world on, the, on energy and, and a lot of other issues, obviously. Um, they are all interested in nuclear energy, and much more so, I think, than Americans are generally. So uh, that, that is growing around the world. And there is a, I can tell you, there is a robust nuclear industry growing all over the planet. So it, that, that, the future is uh, nuclear energy, uh, like it or not. And, and look, there, there's always going to be the, uh, there's always going to be some solar, there's always going to be some 
wind, but though, though you can't get baseload uh, from those kinds of energy. You need a, a very strong source as we have now and various things we've built in the past, the legacy of oil and diesel, those are going to be phased out. And something's got to take the place and the, the, the uh, wind and solar just simply don't fill the gap. Uh, that means the natural uh, step in there is, uh, is Tell me about the bill that you proposed in the last week concerning energy projects on public land, uh, the Don't Do It Act, co-sponsored by the other members of Idaho's delegation. Yeah, it's interesting how that Don't Do It has kind of gotten life of its own. I haven't seen any T-shirts with that on yet, but there's probably somewhere out. Um, look, the, uh, the, bill, uh, the bill very simply puts it uh, squarely in the hands of the, giving the state the veto something like that. I think, you know, on, on small energy projects and what have you, those kinds of things, the federal government owns the land, uh, we like it or not, it is federal land. We do our best to get our two cents worth in. Just just like on this, we have a, a, a RAC committee that is made up of Idahoans that advises the BLM, and they have spoken very clearly they don't want this. So, you know, you have those kinds of things. But on, on something this size, the state really ought to have a say in it. So that's simply what the bill does. It says if the legislature uh, passes a bill that uh, gives it the thumbs down and uh, the government's going to be supportive. Is it just wind and solar projects? Well, you know, uh, it, it really addresses uh, the gamut of, uh, of energy kind of projects. Um, but it, it, it's what's it, what it's intended to do is address the instant problem. And that is 146 thousands of acres that is going to be dramatically transformed into what we know and love into something not so much. So uh, that's what it's aimed at. Are you concerned that in the future that maybe a state legislature would use this to veto, say, a gas pipeline that a, a future administration might propose? Yeah, well, of course, you know, uh, legislation is dynamic. Uh, what you can give, you can take away. Um, I I, uh, I really trust states uh, to make decisions that uh, that are in the best interest of the state and to negotiate to a uh, a reasonable place. So, right now, this is addressed at this. I don't know, we'll see what the future holds, but we're Americans. We can do. If this bill doesn't pass and the Bureau of Land Management does move forward, what other avenues might Idaho explore to stop this project? Well, I think obviously lawsuits are going to fly. I mean, they, they always do on these kinds of things. Anytime you're talking about natural resources, anytime you're talking about a, a big energy project, anytime you're talking about uh, a, a huge chunk of uh, of federal land being used for something, it, it's gonna it's gonna require uh, a response from the courts. Uh, I, I think uh, probably if it's granted, there is absolutely no question about it. If uh, it's turned down. It's possible that those people that envision this uh, are going to see that uh, uh, they're they're putting good money after bad. Maybe and hopefully it will go away. All right, Senator Jim Risch, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's appreciate. And thank you for listening. You can learn more about the Lava Ridge Wind Project proposal at our website. You'll find the link at IdahoReports.org. 
Idaho Reports airs Friday nights at 8 p.m. on Idaho Public Television, or you can always catch it online at IdahoPTV.org. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers, and now you can take them with you wherever you go, while you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marsha Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms, and remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.